Christian Ministries proudly presents Our Faith Week. This is part one in a series designed to equip, encourage, and instill hope. Join lead pastor Tim Brooks as he speaks to us on faith. Well, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you, those who join us by podcast, those that are here, I want to welcome you to fall into faith. I want to make sure that your soul is tilled, that you are ready to receive what God has for you. You know, we've got needs in our life. Uh, we have things that we're praying for, and, and we want to see them manifest. We want to see them come about in our life. Well, how does that happen? It happens through faith. Well, I clearly need faith. Well, how do I get it? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing the word of God, not by having heard. If you missed uh, this morning's session, go back here to the podcast. We covered all of this in detail. We've set aside these next few days to soak ourselves into receiving, hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word, and it's going to be building faith in us, and we are going to see things happen that we've been praying for. I want to talk about for the next few minutes, the creative power of faith. The creative power of faith in your life. Christianity, our life with God, is not a dead, lifeless ideology. Our, our re- Christianity is not a dead, lifeless philosophy. It's not a dead, lifeless religion with rules to follow in our religious exercise as that we do certain things and we don't do certain things at certain times of the day. God's Word is alive. God's Word is active. Now that needs to say something to you. If God's Word is alive, if God's Word is active, then that means that will do something in your health. It will do something in your finances. It will do something in your kids. It will do something in your business. It will do something in your personal life. It's not a dead, lifeless religion. I want to look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Now, I want you to get this, underline this in your Bible. What we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. What we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I want you to hear that. I want you to get that. I want you to write that down. I I want you to have that inside you. What we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. What is it that you're praying for? What miracle do you need? What is it that you're looking to have happen in your life? It may come from what is seen, no doubt about it. But it may not come from anything that is seen, and you need to know that. See, you need to know that because we live too often as children of God, as Christians, as believers in God's Word, we live hopeless in situations in our life because we can't see it happening. 
When you look at your finances, you look at what's coming in, you look at your situation, and what you see is financially hopeless for you right now. You are in a financial hopeless situation based on what you see. Your health is a, is a hopeless situation. Well, it's your age. Well, it's, it's who your grandfather is. I, I had a doctor tell me, Tim, look, I, I'm all for eating good. I'm all for exercising. I, I'm all for all of that. But here's the bottom line. You can't choose who your parents and your grandparents are, and that's why you're where you are. Now, exercise, eat right, do all that, but you're where you are because of your parents or your grandparents or what you've Well, that's hopeless to me. Okay, you tell me what not to eat, buddy, and I won't eat it. You tell me I need to do this, and I'll be doing it. But when you tell me I inherited this heart or this pancreas or this kidney or this liver, when you tell me I inherited that, I am now in a hopeless situation. Your marriage is a hopeless situation because she won't, he won't, they won't. See, you are at your work or in a relationship or in a situation that from what you see is hopeless. Well, Tim, I just don't see it happening. I don't doubt that you don't see it happening. I don't doubt that. As I look at your situation, I don't see it happening either. Sad for you. Here's what I'm telling you. Faith has creative power that causes things to happen exceedingly, abundantly, beyond. I mean, what you, you can't even think of. See, his ways are higher. He, he, he can, there are things that you, you, you never, Moses never thought about to see just parting us walking through and then drowning all these guys behind. That, oh, I never thought about that. I never thought, well, now that is an option I did not consider. See, when you're dealing with God, here's what you need to live always knowing. When you are dealing with God, you need to be always aware that there are options that you never thought were possible because you and I live in a finite mind and we're serving an infinite God who sees the beginning from the end, is omnipresent and is all-powerful and you can't limit God and what he can do in your life. Through history, we see things happening that no one Thought was possible, and we see it happening in ways that no one thought would ever happen, or no one thought about that. Now, here's the problem in our walk with the Lord God is oftentimes not the center of our life. See, our life revolves around us and our feelings, and God is one spoke of many spokes in our wheel. Yes, we love God. Absolutely, we go to church. I pray over every meal. I read my Bible. But see, God is just one spoke in your wheel with you still at the center. You, you are, it's my will, it's my way. See, I will work God into my schedule when it's convenient for me. And when it's not, I'm too busy to go. 
I'm too tied up to get involved in that. See, me, us, my, we are still at the center and God is a spoke in our wheel. That leaves you with faith in your ability to make things happen. That leaves you with faith in your ability using what is seen to make what you're asking for to happen in your life. Now, when we shift from us to faith in God, the impossible then becomes possible. See, when you get faith in God, not faith in yourself, but when you get faith in God, then you shift from what is seemingly impossible, things that can't be seen, things that are not seen in your life. See, God created what we now see by what is not seen. And that's what I want to have happen in your life. Some of you need more money, get you a second job. That's what you ought to do. Some of you, you can't pay your bills, quit spending so much. Here, bottom line, you're spending more than you're making, and that's what you need to do. Some of you, your health is not good. Well, looking at what you just ate, I don't doubt it's not good. You need to change your diet. There's no doubt about it, you need to change your diet. But what do we do when a change in my diet won't help my situation? When a third or a fourth or a fifth job won't help my situation? Then what do we do? We live by faith. See, we live by faith. In those situations where I can't change my diet and do anything about that, faith looses the creative power of God in your life. That's what faith does. Faith looses the creative power in your life to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that you could even ask. I never even thought to ask for that to happen. Hebrews 11.3. The entire universe was formed at God's command. And now we see... What did not come from anything that we see. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. The earth was formless and it was empty. That's what we could see. And God said, let there be light. And out of what we cannot see, what we cannot fathom, what we cannot understand, what we cannot explain to nobody, here comes light. Here comes light. Faith is substance and evidence. Turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind. But soon, now I want you to look at this. A fierce storm, not just a little wind, a fierce storm came up. This thing was so bad that high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Now remember, who's in this boat are disciples that made their living out here on this water. So it takes a bad dude to scare them. They've been through many storms. They lived out there handling storms. So when the disciples panic, it's panic time. Okay, you with me? 
Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to... See, it's not we might. Don't you care that we might, that we could... pot? No, 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 it's a done deal. We're going to drown. And you don't even care about it. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Have you ever heard a dumber question? Why are you so afraid? It's panic time. I'm talking about we're, the waves are coming over the edge of the boat. The doctor's report I just got, the financial report. It's, there's, this is panic time. And don't you want to wake up and watch me go under. I don't want you to miss me drowning. Don't you care that we are all going under? Where is the thinking of the disciples coming from? Where are they getting their thought? Where are they getting their thinking? The disciples' thinking is coming from the storm that's in their life. That storm is telling them what to think, what to feel, what to perceive. It it is dictating their thinking. It's dictating their emotions. The storm that they're in is in total control of their life. Total control of their life. Are you getting this? The storm is in total control of their life. Now they wake up Jesus. Is he in a different storm? He's in the very same storm. He's not in a different boat. The same waves that are crashing over the side of the boat that the disciples in are the same waves that's crashing over the boat that Jesus is in. These are professional people on the water. They have assessed the situation and there's no doubt about it. We're going to drown. That's what I see. That's my assessment I'm getting from Jesus. Why are y'all panicking? Well, what kind of question is that? I'm panicking because it's panic time. I'm freaking out because it's freak out time. I'm having a nervous breakdown because it's time to have one. I'm staying drunk because that's time to be drunk. Bring me another one. I'm, that's why. Why are you doing this? It's time to stay high. See, you're getting... Your feelings, your emotion, you're getting everything inside you is governed by the storm. Jesus wants to know, I I don't know what the big deal is. Where is he getting his thinking? See, where is Jesus getting his emotions right now? How are you this calm in the middle of a storm because you are getting your emotion from a stabilizing force that is outside the storm in your life? How do you remain calm in the midst of a storm? You get your emotion from somebody that's not in that storm. You get your emotion from somebody that can speak the word and calm the storm. You get your emotion from this weather maker. Said, what's wrong with your faith? What's wrong with your faith? The reason you're panicked, 
The reason you're in stress, the reason you're in anxiety, the reason you're having a nervous breakdown, the reason fear is consuming you, not because it's time to be afraid, it's because you're not walking in faith. It's because you're not walking in faith. Verse 39 and 40. Faith has creative power. Now, Jesus is not afraid. Why? Because he is walking in faith. He has a connection with Father God. And the creative power of that faith calms the storm. The creative power of faith can calm the storm that is tormenting you right now. That's what can happen in your life. Once again, we saw this earlier today. You can't handle this because you're not Jesus. Don't say, well, that was Jesus. Don't say, well, that was Jesus that did that. Jesus was appalled that they didn't. He didn't say, well, you can't because you're not Jesus. He said, you can't because you're lacking in faith. And Jesus wondered why they we're having a problem. Well, as a matter of fact, here's why you're having that problem. No faith. Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is substance and evidence. Okay, what does that mean? That means faith is your substance and evidence when what you see is waves crashing over the edge of the boat. What I see in the natural really looks bad. What I see in the natural really looks like a crisis for me. Faith is substance. It's evidence when things look really bad for you. Let me do the best I possibly know how to do to make this as practical as I possibly can. Now, we're talking about something that is very powerful and an infinite God But I do everything that I possibly can to make the Word of God easy for you to understand and practical for you to get a hold of. In the natural world, we have titles. We have titles. If someone steals my truck, I can go pull this title out and without seeing the truck... Without being able to show the truck to anybody else, I can prove that truck is mine with this title. Can we, where's the camera? Can y'all, is that possible to zoom in? Everybody know, for those who have no idea what a title looks like, because you own nothing... Some of you brilliant millennials. A title is substance and evidence of things that are not seen. Thank you for that vote. I got one that said that was good. You can't see my truck. You can't see this. I can't stand here and prove it to you. But when I pull out this title, it's mine. It's mine. And in life, 
there are a lot of things that I am hoping for that I can not see. Now, some bad things happen. I see it, and it's bad. It's just plain bad. You got a job loss, and this is bad. You got a marriage loss, this is bad. You got a health loss, this is bad. There are just bad things that happen to us in life. I hold in my hand a title. And the words on this page say that God would take what was meant for my destruction and he would turn that around for my good. So when money stops coming in, when a crisis hits you, you have a title that says God will never have his children out begging for bread. God will never forsake you. See, you have a title to that. Yes, yeah, going to get better. I've been practicing on this a long time. What is the difference in these two pieces of paper? There's only one difference. There's only one difference in these two pieces of paper, and that is the words on the page. Oh, you, you know this fixing be real good. What is the difference in this and this? Only words on a page. Only words on a page. That's the only difference. Deuteronomy 28. Let me read some words on a page. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and your flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets, your bread bowl will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They attack you from one direction, they'll scatter from you from seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything that you do. He will guarantee a blessing on your storehouses. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God... All the nations will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land. Children, livestock, abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time. You'll lend to nations. You'll never need to borrow. If you carefully obey the Lord your God, you'll be the head, and you're not the tail. You are above, and you are not beneath What's the difference? Words on a page. Words on a page. And I'm just telling you, the words on this page and the words on these page do the very same thing for me in my life. They do the very same thing for me in my daily life. I see the Bible just like I see this title in my hand. There is a power that stands behind the words on this page that will enforce the words on this page, that will carry out the words on this page. There is a force behind the words on this page that will carry out the words on this page. And I don't care if you can see it or not, this belongs to me and the power behind it will go and get it for me. Come on, you got to get a hold of what the words on this page mean to you. And that's 
what's called living by faith. That's what's called standing on the Word. That's what it means to stand on the Word. The Bible is words on a page, and I stand on that. Well, I don't have a truck, I guess. I can't see it. I can't see it. I don't know where my truck is. Well, I guess it's not God's will that I have a truck. Come on. I got some words on a page. I got some words on a page that assure me. And you can believe it or you can not believe it. But I've got some words on a page that assure me of what I have and what belongs to me. 1 Timothy 6.12 tells us to fight the good fight of faith. I want you to know right now, faith is a fight. And if you're going to live by faith, then you will live fighting. You're going to live fighting if you live by faith. Oh, I just live by faith. It's not for weenies. You're out. You're just out, sorry. Go do the best you can. A life of faith is for the tough. The life of faith is for the serious. The life of faith is for the fighters. Because you fight the fight of faith. You fight the fight of faith. Because there is a world out here that is trying to steal your truck. And you fight with the words on this page to maintain possession of that. There's a world that's trying to steal your truck. There is a world out here that's trying to steal your health. That's trying to steal your peace. That's trying to steal your joy. That's trying to steal your finances. You are being stolen from and you'll have to fight. You don't roll over and say, well, I guess it's God's will that I don't have a truck. God's word says that I would prosper and be in health and I'm going to fight to see that take place in my life. Jesus brought us peace. He brought us peace and he brought us joy and I give you peace. That's his words. He paid a price for my peace. Now, your peace is being stolen right now. Your peace is being stolen from you. You can roll over and say, well, I guess it's not God's will that I have any peace. Or you can say, he came and died to give me peace. I'm going to live in peace. I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to live every day of my life in joy. I'm going to walk in joy. I'm going to walk in happiness. And I will fight every demon in hell because I will live the remainder of my days full of joy and full of happiness and full of peace. I do what I do because I enjoy what I do. I work hard for a living because I enjoy producing and I enjoy working and doing what I do. But I'm going to have peace and I'm going to have joy and I'm going to have a good time enjoying the day that I have. Now, what is it right now in your life that your title says that you have that you're not possessing? What is it right now? That your title says that you have that you're not possessing. What is it? I don't have time to teach on the laying on of hands, but the Bible talks about it. James 5 said, if any sick among you, call the elders together and let them lay hands on you. Offer the prayer of faith, and here's what will happen. Let's fight. Right now, 
Let's fight for what you need. What is it that you know? That you know that you know. What is it that you know you have, but you're not walking in? Is it peace? And you ain't got any. Is it joy? And you don't have any right now. Is it health? I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. I have been. I'm going to walk in health. I have been. And I'm going to stand on this word until that is manifest in my life. Now, we're going to fight the fight of faith. And we're going to see miracles happen in our life. Y'all stand with me. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC podcast. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you. 